podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Face Off. It's the first proper one of the season. We're done with pre-season and all that jazz and asking stupid questions about the transfer window because that doesn't matter for Liverpool now and didn't matter then anyway. But it's the first one of the season. This is the first match review of the season. And uh, we we don't have two reds on, so that's always a good, a good thing. But I'll introduce my red fan first. It's Sam Evans, who you know from pretty much every show I've ever done. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Guy. Just just really, really happy to have the proper football back and in my life. And, you know, what a great way to start the season with another win. Absolutely. I'm so I'm I'm looking forward to talking about this game after watching a not so super Sunday today, because Jesus, that was boring. <laughs> um but I'll introduce our Norwich fan and uh, it's Mark Arnold, who other Mark, who's always on this show as well, introduced me to. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, very excited to um, be back in the Premier League and, um, yeah, to be playing exciting football and, yeah, um, playing in such massive games like on Friday night. So, yeah, all good. Thank you. Good stuff, good stuff. So, so Mark, I'll start with you. I mean, Norwich, it's... I think it's fair to say it's probably an unexpected promotion that you got because there wasn't too much expectations of you actually getting promoted, but it, it, it kind of shows what a job that um, Farker did. And I can't remember your head of recruitment bloke, but I know he's very well thought of in, in the world yeah, of football. Webber, 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 star, yes. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, shows, shows such a good job them two have done as a parent. But can you just tell us a bit about this Norwich team? Because they are quite a lot of unknowns unless people did watch the championship yeah. quite a lot. So just who, who who would you say like key men? Who would you expect a big season from and, and stuff like that? Sure, sure. So I guess, yeah, just going back to what you were saying there, I guess 14 months ago, we were kind of 20th in the championship and um, it wasn't looking rosy after the season before that. So they've done an amazing job. And um, I guess they've got rid of a lot of the... Um, more established players on those big contracts because we were in financial trouble as well. So um, we've cleared some of those guys out and that's made room for... Um, we developed a lot of our own players and brought those guys through the ranks. So it's great to see some of the academy players playing. And um, we've also brought in quite a, a few um, international players, which is, which is a new thing for Norwich. Traditionally, we've not done that. So it's quite experimental what's going on at the moment, I guess. Um, but coming to your question about who's um, who I expect big things from, I think Emi Buendia is um, he's very skillful. Um, he's great on the ball, good at finding space and quite an exciting prospect. So I'm very hopeful that he'll have a big season. Um, might be one for fantasy football teams as well because he gets the, the assists and he gets goals as well. So um I'm excited about his prospects. Um, obviously, the main man that we talk about most of the time is Timu Puki because he's clinical and he gets a lot of goals. Um, good on the shoulder of the defender. He loves running off that um, last defender. And yeah, clinical finisher. He took his goal very well, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, so those are those are a couple of the the, um, the main men. Um, Todd Cantwell, actually, he had 
So he's a very young um, player who's come through the ranks. He's a Deerham boy, so he's from just by Norwich there. And he's looking a lot stronger. He's looking more physical. So um, he's had a really good preseason. So it's great to see him start at Anfield. Um, so, yeah, he's good. And and I think um, there's a lot of talk, if you look in the press, about our fullbacks. And I thought Jamal Lewis was, um, he was excellent. He was excellent on Friday night and Max Ahrens as well. He was linked mm. to a lot of big moves in the summer as well. So he looked good as well. But I thought I thought Lewis was particularly good on Friday. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that myself. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, midfield in a bit because I had a, the two you picked out there, I, I picked out as a, as a neutral fan as well. Um, okay. Yeah, so just to kind of go into the starting, starting 11 then, uh, is, is it the team you expected? I mean, how, how was pre-season going? Is there any shocks in there? Um, I think, was it the 11? Yeah, because of, I did wonder whether O'Neill Hernandez would start, so mm. he did come on, he did come on later in the game. He's um, So he was the first Cuban to play in the Premier League, so we've had almost every nationality, I think, so that was good for him. He's very exciting and has a lot of space. He's quite direct. Um, so I did wonder whether he would start. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but the rest of it, because we've got a few injuries to some of our defenders, there weren't too many surprises in that starting lineup. Um, I know it was quite attacking, and <laughs> we might have come in for some criticism <laughs> for that, but... They've always, you know, they've come up and they've played that. That's been their philosophy in the championship. You don't get many people playing that style of football, even in the championship. So if it, you know, we surprised people there and I think they will stick to their guns and they'll stick to their footballing approach, playing it out at the back. But um, Liverpool really did press us. They they knew to expect that and they were on top of the goalkeeper and defenders throughout, really. So it was tricky. And um, I can see why they come in for flack but I'm not surprised that they went with that approach, really, because that's how they play. Oh, yeah, I think it's quite refreshing in the league considering some of the managers and clubs that have, not in recent time, but in in years gone by, it's some, some of them just overly negative. Um, but Sam, from our point of view, what, what did you make of the uh, the starting eleven for Liverpool? It wasn't probably the team everyone expected, maybe a question at centre-back, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, that, that was pretty much the only question I had because um, obviously we didn't expect Mane to be playing uh, due to his African Cup of Nations um, exploits. So, you know, without him, we knew it was basically a toss-up between Matip and Gomez. But, uh, you know, after seeing Gomez uh, playing in the Community Shield, uh, you fully expected him to keep his place then. So, yeah, going into the game, Seeing that starting lineup, I, I was going into it really, really confident. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, I mean, the only other, not really question mark, but the way Naby Keita came on and impacted the uh, Community Shield, do you think maybe he could get fast tracked in? Maybe not in this game, it might be too early, but coming games, do you think he might be the one who could take a spot from someone? I think so. Um, I think I think we were lacking a bit of dynamism in midfield in this game. You know, we we had the kind of midfield that can keep hold of the ball well and kind of pressurise the opposition and just keep hold of it and be a bit safe. But you know, I think Naby Keita is the key to us actually unlocking uh, stub, more stubborn defences, maybe. And he's someone that I think is going to get more and more of a 
of a, a regular start maybe in this Liverpool side. Um, possibly against Chelsea now uh, in the Super Cup. I'd, I'd like to see Naby get a start. I think we've seen plenty from him recently uh, to suggest that he's he's someone that has settled in now at Liverpool, as, as Klopp has mentioned, and that he's someone that's got a lot more confidence now and he's got all the tools really that you know c- could really kind of push this Liverpool side into another level. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> the way Chelsea played earlier, a Super Cup would be a lovely place to start. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but so I'll stay, I'll stay with you because there was quite an early goal with um, a Grant Hanley own goal, which was kind of created by Origi, you'd have to say. Origi got a decent amount of criticism, I think it's fair to say, after the community shield, but I, I think he was much improved and it kind of showed in, in creating the own goal. Yeah, I th- I think Origi, he's 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 pretty much the level that we're we're gonna be able to have at the moment as the the fourth guy. You know, obviously we didn't dip into the transfer market in the summer, so you know, with the squad that we've been left with, he's someone that can do a job, should we say? And I I think he actually did. You know, you know what you're gonna get from Origi. He's gonna be very direct. He's not gonna be anything fancy, and. With those skills, I think he had a really good game, really, overall. You know, it was nothing flash, but he, he ran at the fullbacks, who, by the way, for Norwich were excellent, I thought. And, you know, he he showed he can just use his power and pace, try and bully a bit and just fizz balls across the box and, you know, into dangerous areas. And you never know what's going to happen then. And I think that was a prime example then for the own goal. It was really, really unlucky, but it was a bizarre piece of defending. But, you know, for it to fly into the goal was really unlucky. But I just think it was percentage play from Origi, putting it into an area. And, you know, sometimes you get the luck. Yeah, and Mark, just from a Norwich perspective, I I, I think, well, going off other pods I've listened to, I assume Grant Hantley's lower in the pecking order than the rest. I know you're missing... Is it closer and is it Zimmerman the other one? Yeah, I'm looking forward to Zimmerman being back fit and close yeah. has got um he's very experienced centre back. I mean, Grant Hanley is our club captain last season, he is this season, so um I think you know he could have a significant um role to play in this season. So I'm hopeful that he bounces back because yeah, it was a bit I mean, we're away at the European champions, you know, playing away at Anfield and stuff, and it was they came out of the blocks at us. Really, you know, straight out of the blocks and then put us under a lot of pressure straight away. But I think they grew into the game. Um, Norwich did grow into the game. But I think, yeah, so Grant Hanley, it was just, yeah, it was one of those that Origi was really good, to be fair to him. Um, he he ran the channel really well down that left-hand side. He was impressive. He took his goal well. Um, and yeah, I think it was a good ball into the box. And just unfortunately, it ended up in one of those things, isn't it? It happens. So, yeah, I, I know I mentioned the centre-backs there, Mark, but is is there maybe a question that in midfield you can maybe add a bit more defensive steel? I know you signed um, Amadou on the last day of the uh, transfer window and you've got Tete, who's kind of a long-standing defensive midfielder as well. Is is there maybe the midfield makeup where you can add a bit more steel in the team rather than defence? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right in saying that. I'm very excited by the prospect of Amadou joining the team. Um, I think, yeah, we, he could definitely give us a bit more protection for that back four. And, yeah, the thing that uh, Tommy Tribal last season was fantastic. He hardly gave the ball away. Um, so he he is great in possession and keeping the 
keeping the play flowing. So we have got quality in that midfield, but I am very excited by having Amadou. Um, Tetty's been a, a long-term servant of the club and um, is very well respected and looking forward to having him back fit as well and fighting for a place. So I do agree. I think if we can get those guys in the team and playing, we will have a bit more steel in there, be a bit more sturdy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 2-0 two, two happens quite quickly. I, I think it's fair to say Norwich got better in the second half. But um, uh, Sam, Bobby and uh, Mo combined so well for this one. Is that probably the best thing to see in these early fixtures that our two main men are combining so early on? Definitely. It's, you know, neither guy has had much of a pre-season so far. And to see them look that sharp, with so few minutes in their legs is is a really really promising sign for things to come. So yeah, you know, the, we got a bit lucky with the break. I think uh, Salah, I think was it Lewis nicked the ball off Salah and it kind of broke back to us. And as soon as it broke back to Firmino, you could see Salah. He was alive and he he just he was on his bike straight away and he could see that Firmino was going to push it through to him. And and it was a lovely little composed finish as well. And I thought at the time we needed that goal because I thought Norwich started so, so brightly and they were really, really creative as well. I I was really, really impressed with the style of football that Norwich were playing. And I happened to be watching the game. I was on holiday in Lowestoft. So it's about 40 minutes from Norwich itself. So I was surrounded by my family members who were Liverpool fans, but then there was a lot of Norwich fans around. And uh, yeah, so celebrating those goals was uh, quite interesting in that pub. But, um, you know, they were all really, really up for it. And I think they were really impressed with Norwich as well. And it was... You know, a bit of a, a sloppy game for us, really. But it's it's the first game of the season, and I think we were. It felt like maybe we were underestimating them. I'm not sure, but um, I thought that Buendia really did cause us a lot, a lot of problems early on. So to get that second goal was a big relief because I think if we hadn't, we might have started to get a bit nervous. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Uh, Mark, Sam mentioned the two players I was going to bring, uh, one of the players I was going to bring up as well. Uh, we've mentioned Buendia and, and Cantwell a bit. Uh, uh, you mentioned Cantwell's quite young and, and coming through. Are these two players you think you can build on this season? I know Buendia was a key player. Uh, I know Vrancic, I, I only, <laughs> I'm just looking at the FPL squad, he's high, he's more priced than the others, so I assume he's got something about him. Um <laughs> Is 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 these kind of creative players um, your key to success in the Premier League? Yeah, I think so. I think well, I think it's about teams that go down and the ones that don't score goals. And I do, I am kind of confident that we will score goals and um, touching some wood. You know, it's like um, so. I think we do need to keep those creative players going and keep Pookie fit. Wendia uh, is quality, and you you know you don't quite know what to expect from him. He's quite creative. So that's exciting. Todd Campwell, I don't know. I, I'm really shocked by how well he's come on and how good a pre-season he's had. And, you know, as I said before, starting at Anfield is all credit to him because he's a young lad. He's filling out a bit. He's getting stronger. So, um, yeah, I think those creative players are key. Brancic, very good from um, set pieces. Classy player, really. Um and he's he's like a lot of our squad. They're guys that have been they 
to have promising early careers and then whether it's injury or they've just gone to a club and it's not quite worked out. And so we've kind of brought quite a lot of players in like that to kind of give them a second chance. They're hungry, they're motivated, but they've got that quality as well. Um, so that's kind of been the recruitment strategy. So hopefully building around those guys, um, yeah, that's going to be our, that's going to be whether our season works out as we want it to or goes south, it will kind of be dependent on that um, creative attacking threat, really. Yeah, but it'd be something as a fantasy Premier League, but Buendia looks like a one I'll keep an eye on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we've got a horrible first six fixtures, but then after that, I think drafting players like that in might be a good um, good idea. Yeah. I'll definitely take that uh, take that approach, I think. Um, before the third goal, Pookie had a chance, uh, a decentish save by Allison. Um You've met you've mentioned Pookie quite a lot and how he's he's kind of key to your chances. But before I think before he joined Norwich, he had a a spell in Celtic that didn't go well. Is he mm-hmm. is he just kind of caught magic in a bottle in terms of coming to Norwich because he didn't really have much of a reputation before coming to you lot? He's he's done well internationally, um, and I think prior to Celtic, he'd been he'd always been well regarded. And yeah, I don't quite know what happened up there at Celtic. It'd be interesting to kind of hear from some of their fans, their opinions on him. But um, it, it does seem to have, have clicked for him. I, I think we're playing to his strengths. I didn't see much of him at Celtic, so I can't really comment too much on that. But um, he does like to be on that shoulder of that last defender. He likes the ball just in front of him or into his feet. And, and that, so it kind of fits into that style of the team. Um, and he's quite quiet and understated, but he's, he's very professional. So, yeah, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's a bit of a he's a he's a hero amongst the fans. It's fair to say. Yeah, I can see why he seemed to give us a lot of problems. Um, Sam, what what, what did you make of Pookie? Because obviously we had, um, I think we had the best prem, uh, defensive record in the Premier League last season. Look a bit off defensively. I think it's fair to say in this game, but Pookie give our, our probably. I don't know what to say, famed, that's probably a bit big-headed, but I'll, I'll go with it, famed backline, uh, quite a few problems, I thought. Yeah, I was really, really impressed, actually, with Pookie's off-the-ball movement. Um, Mark touched on it earlier, saying that he likes to kind of play off the shoulder and, and make runs through on goal, and the midfield clearly knew that, and they were putting him through what felt like way too regularly for my liking. Um, I'm hoping it's a bit of a, you know, end of last season, we had Matt Dip in, and I think Matt Dip and Van Dyke, um, as well as Trent, kind of built up a bit of a relationship between them uh, in order to defend a bit better. And obviously, Joe Gomez is just coming in now, and it, it felt like maybe between Gomez and Trent, there was a little bit of miscommunication on occasion. And I, I'm just thinking that's something that's going to be ironed out eventually. Um, you know, obviously Liverpool with such quick centre backs, we do play quite a high risk strategy. Mm. We do push up quite a lot. So, you know, for someone like Pookie, I think he was probably fancying his chances a bit because he knows that we do push up a lot. And the, the good thing is, though, we have the recovery pace with Gomez and Van Dyke. So a, a few times he got away, but they, they caught him up and managed to snuff out the danger. But it's something I I really really thought that Norwich were a breath of fresh air in this game. It's, it's so often you see teams get promoted, right? And they just go to the away games and just try and put ten men behind the ball 
and just try and get a nil-nil and inevitably they just get spanked 4-0 anyway. So the way I look at it, they might as well go for it. They've clearly got ability going forward and that's clearly their strong suit anyway, you know, being the champions uh, coming up. So I think it's it's by far the best strategy for Norwich to just go for it and they're going to end up picking up more points that way than they would have done if they just sit back and just hope for a nil-nil. Yeah, I'd fully agree. I mentioned earlier that when a lack of Sam Allardyce teams and stuff in the Premier League, just lovely, <laughs> um, ultimately. 3-0 um, with a header, not really much to talk about there. It just happens, especially when Van Dyke's um, 10 foot 7. Um, Tim Crow made a good couple, uh, good couple saves, Mark. I, I know he had a, a long-standing Premier League career with uh, with Newcastle, but he seemed to have found a, a new home with um, with Norwich. And obviously he brought in uh, Ralph Farman, I think that's how you pronounce it. So it looks like you've got a, a decent um, goalkeeper battle there, but it's it's good to see because Tim Crow once was one of the better ones in the Premier League. Do you think he can uh, recapture that level or just kind of show that level again? Yeah, I'm very confident today. He's a great shot stopper. He, I mean, the second half he made seven mm, yeah. quality quality saves, and uh, he was under a lot of pressure. You know, he he did really well. I think he really seems to have um, settled into the club and be at home. Um, and so, yeah, I'm 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 confident that he can do well with, with our style of play. We'll need a good shot stopper because you know, <laughs> we are going to leak chances, and so it's important that he does have a good season. Farman is, um, yeah, looking at his, he's got pedigree and he's very confident. Uh, haven't seen much of him as yet. Uh, saw a, couple, a bit of him in pre-season. He does look, he looks good and he'll pu- he'll push Tim Krull the whole way. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty happy with our goalkeeping options. I think we're, we're doing okay for the size of our club. So it's good. Uh, speaking of uh, goalkeeper options, Sam, oh dear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we've, it's seemingly lost Allison for the foreseeable future, whether it's four to eight weeks. Um, but Adrian came on. Do you think it, the fact that it's Adrian over Minule, it kind of softens the blow, as harsh as that sounds? Hugely, absolutely massive. Um, it's. I think everyone was just sick of the sight of Minule, and you know sometimes he do things. That weren't his fault, but because it's Mignolet, we've just got the memories of everything else. It's, I think having him at the club was almost a bit of a toxic thing. And just to have him out of there, you know, we've just got Lovren left now. And once he's gone, I think we'll we'll be a lot more confident with our players and the crowd will be a lot more relaxed. So, um, yeah, big, big difference having Adrian there. You know, I don't think there would have been a round of applause happening if uh, if Mignolet was coming onto the pitch at that moment. So uh, it, it was unbelievable reception. Obviously, a lot of it was clapping for Alisson more than for Adrian, if we're honest. But, um, you know, it, we gave him a good warm welcome anyway. And I thought, you know, ball at his feet, he clearly suits us a lot, lot more than Mignolet. You know, yeah. I, I, time will tell whether he's going to be a good enough shot stopper for us. You know, the the goal scored was taken so well by Pukki. It's, it's, it'd be harsh to criticise the keeper at all. I think it was just a great finish. But, you know, maybe the top, top keepers in the world managed to get a finger on and get around the post. But it's not something you could criticise Adrian for. So I think, you know, he, he did a decent job. But I'm just praying now every night I'm on pins for the news of that scan, uh, just to find out exactly what's happened to Alisson, because 
for me, if he plays in the team all season in the league, that's a difference of at least ten points a season. Mm. He's, he's that good. So, um, you know, just hope we we can sort of the defence in the next few games. Now, you know, hopefully we've, we've blown off the cobwebs after that game. Back to the drawing board a bit. Just suss out where we went wrong against Norwich defensively, and you know, hopefully Adrian's not going to make have to make too many saves anyway. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Although I thought Adrian did quite well. I agree. I think the goal would have been harsh if anyone blamed him. The most important thing, he doesn't he doesn't look like Mignolet with his feet, because I'm sure many people remember him trying to boot a ball out when it went out for a for, went out for a goal uh, for a corner. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I'm I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm quietly confident Adrian will do fine. So hopefully it doesn't bite me on my ass in the next couple of games. Um so yeah, hopefully Allison's back soonish at least um the fourth goal and the, and the last thing we'll talk about in the first half uh, sam i'll stick with you trent probably didn't have his best game overall w- w- defensively but again he showed his importance in terms of playmaking um going forward it's a brilliant ball for origi uh, pinpoint isn't it the, the guy's got so much talent and it's so easy to forget that he's only 20 you know this guy has had two champions league finals start in every game and he's 20 years of age and he got an assist yet again i think a stat came up as if five assists in five premier league games in a row or he's had at least one anyway five it's probably more than five uh, in those games at least one in five games in a row so um it just goes to show the quality that he's got at his feet and you know you're right to say defensively he wasn't the best on the day but, you know, a bit of credit to Norwich there for giving us a bit of the runaround. And secondly, obviously, we are pushing forward a lot. We we do put a lot of pressure on Trent. We leave him quite exposed at times. So, you know, with I don't think the midfield gives him the best protection. You know, they should be doubling up across and giving him some assistance at times, which they don't seem to be doing or didn't against Norwich anyway. So... Um, you know, credit to Trent. When the ball's at his feet and he's crossing it in, that is one of our most dangerous attacking weapons. And, you know, to get off with a, with another assist for the guy is just a perfect cross for Origi. Origi would have done well to miss. You know, it would have been almost more difficult to miss it. It was it was such a brilliant ball. And, you know, uh, the, the Caltiro has scored again. Absolutely, absolutely. More of the same, please, Mr Origi. But, yeah, Trent, bit of a mixed day, but going forward, unquestionably quality. Um... I won't ask you about the other, the, the last goal, Mark, but I, I want to talk about um, the overall uh, identity of the football club because there was question mark. I think Carragher brought it up in commentary. You obviously wouldn't have heard it being at the game and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I think he started off the started off on the night saying Norwich is great. They should stick to their uh, their style of football. And then by halftime, he was going, "I oh, should adopt defensive football." Where where do you stand on this? Do you think it's just about learning whilst you're in the league and maybe being a bit more defensive against teams like I uh, us City and Tottenham? I'd probably say, and then being the proper Norwich against lower te- lower teams in the league. I think. <sighs> I don't know. I think we need to be savvy, really. I mean, Farker was talking about this in pre-season and, um, you know, being a, being involved with Dortmund and things. He's been involved in, with some big te- with some very big teams and he understands the level of preparation that goes on in teams like Liverpool. And we have to respect that. Um, and I don't know 
I think I I feel we need to stick with our our philosophy of of going forward. Should we be more defensive? It's kind of like what Sam said before. If we'd have turned up and tried to park the bus, we probably would have lost four nil. Yeah, we'd have conceded four anyway. So. You know, if we can keep the ball in the opposition's half, keep them thinking, keep them on their toes. You know, I, th- I think there's a lot to be said for that too. Yes, we are going to get a hiding, but Chelsea got a hiding today. You know, it's it's <laughs> not just there. <laughs> you know, it, it does happen in the Premier League that you can concede four goals because there's such quality throughout. You know, you've got so many talented players. So for me, I think we need to stick with what we're doing. Um, yes, we need to be maybe a bit more switched on, a bit cleverer, um, and we will develop as the season progresses. We've got so many young players there in that squad. Um, they will learn and, yeah, hopefully they'll improve and tighten up a little bit as well. But I think we'll stick with our overall philosophy and I think that's the way forward. The, what I would hate to see is for us to, you know, be in the bottom three at Christmas and panic and... yeah and change the manager and I mean the, the board are saying that's the last thing that they want to do but I'm sure boards always say that when they come up and then actually when you're faced with that reality it can be different but I do get the sense that Weber um the sporting director there he's he's 100% behind um, Daniel Farker so yeah I think it it would take a lot for them to have to make that kind of knee-jerk decision so hopefully we can stick with our philosophy and and play that brand of football yeah, I hope you do as well. I, I really do. Um, as, as we've mentioned throughout, sicker, sicker teams just parking the bus. It just makes for a boring, boring game. I mean, we saw Steve Bruce uh, today on Super Sunday, and it wasn't pretty viewing. Um, but you mentioned young players there, and obviously coming into the Premier League, as we mentioned at the start, not many people, or not everyone, would would have watched a lot of Norwich. But lots of people would have heard of your exciting fullbacks because. Aaron's, I think he got linked with Tottenham, and Lewis, I don't think was linked with anyone, but people knew of him because young, young in England. I think he's uh, Northern Irish, actually, isn't he? Um, so young British talent, it, it, it always gets hyped up quite a bit. But maybe d- defensively, it's obviously a difficult game for anyone, but they really look the part. And do you think they this is their start of a long Premier League career, hopefully with Norwich, but if not long term with other clubs? Yeah, I'm pretty convinced in those two that they've got a, a very bright future and then they've they've got the quality and they they're very good going forward, but they're also good defensively and they you know excellent athletes getting up and down that line. And I can see why they are being linked with those big clubs. And I suppose for the managers at those big clubs, you know, you mentioned Spurs and yourselves, and um they're looking for people who are able to adapt to their style of football. So the fact that we play that kind of possession-based, um, expansive football does showcase their ability. And so you can see why they are in the shop window. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully they stick with us. But also it wouldn't be, you know, I don't think we'd stand in their way if, um, you know, in a year or two that they do move on to some of the bigger clubs. So there's a lot of potential there for them. It's exciting. Sam, I'm going to put you on the spot. Did you take him? <laughs> Definitely. I, I was, especially Lewis. Um, I don't know whether Mark, which one Mark thinks is the better player, but obviously the, the different sides. But uh, Lewis was someone who I, I was very, very impressed with. And, you know, I'd have been more than happy to have him because we, we are a bit light in those positions for any sort of backup, the drop off that we have is is quite significant. But 
I think it's clear that Klopp's just decided that, you know, if Robertson's injured, he'll either plonk, uh, and I say plonk, uh, Milner it's the perfect, in that position. It's the perfect or... word, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> gammon, gammon-headed guy. Uh, into le- yeah, put a bl- plonk him in at left back because it, it's a kind of a bit of a square peg in a round hole, but he does a job. And I think, you know, there's, there's no need to stunt the progress of a player like Jamal Lewis and have him sitting on a bench for a season when he's got so much talent. He's much, much better off, in my opinion, playing week in, week out and developing as as a player. And then, you know, maybe if he does then get to a certain level, then he will go to um, another club in his future. But um, yeah, I think that they were clearly real, real talents, those two left and right backs. And they were key to your attacking style as well, very much like us. Um, you know, it, it shows that the game is kind of changing a little bit where in, in the past, maybe the left and right backs were all about defence. You know, back back in the day, we had Carragher playing there, you know, just just very one dimensional players who were basically up and coming centre backs being placed on the side. So they're not so exposed. But but now they're basically a lot of teams are basically playing midfielders in those roles. Boys were brilliant with the ball of their feet. And, and you know those two are definitely uh, people who, who who kind of fit that bill as well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I'd agree with that. I, I quite like the look of both of them, but I hope for their development and for Norwich to stay there for the for the foreseeable. And then if Trent fancies going to midfield, <laughs> hey, I'll take Aaron. <laughs> uh, sorry, just a bit of window shopping there, Mark. Um, <laughs> um. We we see and there's a couple of chances. I think Henderson um has one a, a good save by uh, Tim Crew. I think Salah has another chance as well that goes wide. Um, but we see a, a couple substitutes uh, substitutions. I think uh, Hernandez comes on and Lightner comes on. Do, do you seem to have a, quite a lot of depth in that in the uh, whether it's wing or attacking midfield roles, whatever you call it. You do seem to have a lot of options there. I know we mentioned how key it is earlier, but is that? Oh, again, the key to your success is, is the options there because Leitner came on and added a bit bit more directness, I thought. Yeah, Leitner's quality, he's got all the ability and he rattled the, um, I think it was the crossbar, is at the gate. So yeah, it looked like he hit the crossbar and um, it was one of those where it was rise, the rising shot and you were hoping it would just dip underneath. But um, he's got a lot of quality, as has Hernandez. Uh, it's, something, I, it's something I think uh, it's an area of the team that... Um, Weber and Farker have focused on for the last 12 months or so. We're, we're linked, we're always seem to be linked with midfielders and you're kind of thinking, okay, but you've got to trust in them. So we do seem to have a lot of depth <laughs> in that area, but sometimes you think, should we be looking elsewhere as well? But, you know, you know, um, so it, it, yeah, I think it is that the strength of our, of our squad is, and um, we do have that very competitive um, midfield. And it'll be interesting to see how these players um, adapt to the Premier League because, you know, it could be those guys, they will get their chance. Vrancic will get his chance. And it will be interesting to see who adapts to that Premier League style quickest um, and, you know, makes a, makes a success. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good. Who's who's your money on to break out then? I think we've mentioned Buendia. Is there any others that you have very high hopes for? Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be it'd be fantastic. Would it be fantastic for the club to see Campwell do well? Obviously, he's one of our own, and you know, we're singing the songs, and so that's great to see. I think um, people like um, Leitner and Branchich, they've got the quality, and it's 
can they establish themselves into that Premier into that Premier League? Um, I yeah, if, if I had to pick one, I'd be putting my money on Leitner. Actually, just a, I think that's maybe a, a personal view. I don't know how many other Norwich fans would agree, but um, I do feel he has that ability and that mentality, and I think he could do very well. Um. Just to throw in a name, I know he was kind of highly thought of at one of his spells in Celtic. You've obviously got Patrick Roberts on loan as well. Do you think he'll get opportunities as well? He seems to add something a bit different. Yeah, he's, yeah, again, using the word quality, he does have a lot of quality. He's, um, we're very excited by that signing and I think he'll do well. And also he gives us a bit more width. And so I think he'll be a, an interesting option to bring on and try and change a game if that's what we're, if we're trying to break somebody down and we're not having much success through the middle, then I think he'll be an option there. And if he establishes himself, then you could you could quite easily see him starting regularly. So, um, yeah, we're, he's an exciting signing for us. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to seeing him. Um, so, Pookie scores. I'll start with the defensive um, outlook first. So, Sam... A bit all over the place in this situation. I think Robbo's um, a good few feet behind everyone. Joe Gomez and Trent Akanda's are looking about it. As I think you said it best earlier, getting the cobwebs out on the first game, do you think that's all it was or is there anything else to worry about? No, I, I think it is just a bit of rustiness, mate. You know, we've seen at the start of last season, Gomez and Van Dijk together were absolutely imperious. And, you know, we know Roberts and Trent, obviously, because they're so good going forward and we do push them forward a lot. They can be left exposed a lot. So, you know, we are asking a lot of them. And, you know, on their day, they can defend well, but sometimes they do have to rely on their recovery pace. But to be fair, all four of the back four have got that recovery pace. So I think that's probably why Klopp has has gone for Gomez ahead of uh, Matip. It is just that extra injection of pace that he that he has that really suits our style because we are sometimes leaving ourselves quite exposed mm. and Norwich fair play to them did really capitalise on that to an extent but I think a lot of it is you know the confidence that they they might get a bit of space but we've got the the one on one defending necessary with Van Dijk and Gomez that can kind of get us out of jail in those positions. They're kind of backing them to be able to manage it, even in difficult situations. So, you know, there's definitely work to be done. We gave them way more space than they should have had. And, you know, with a bit of luck, like, you know, we had a bit of luck for the first goal today. If Norwich had a bit of luck today, they could have ended up getting a couple of goals, maybe even three, you know. Um, So it could have made the game really, really interesting. But, uh, at the end of the day, obviously, we could have scored quite a few more goals as well. It, it was a very open game, a bit too open for my liking. Um, but, you know, it just goes to show how much confidence that we have in our attack, that we are able to play that well. And, you know, I've got no doubt about it. You know, Fabinho in midfield there, um, we are going to get it right. And we will be, you know, a really, really solid outfit defensively going forward. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I mean, you've got a good few games coming up. I think we'll be fine um, soonish. Um, Mark, is, is that a, a typical Norwich goal? Wendy, you're finding a pocket of space and Pookie with a, a just a run that just deceives the the defenders completely and a smart finish. Is that the typical goal? Is that what we expect and see from Norwich? Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I wasn't too surprised by that because Wendy and Pookie have got a great understanding. Um, you're watching that goal, it, it, 
so much of it's about, I mean, the finish was excellent, but so much was it was about that first touch um, controlling the ball and he just yeah he knew what he wanted to do and you know Alisson's a fantastic sorry it wasn't Alisson was it it was um, Adrian Adrian yeah it's Adrian's a great keeper and he's huge isn't he um, but he, he played it across him he did exactly what he should do and he was calm um, so yeah I wasn't if we were going to score a goal it would you kind of thought it would come through that kind of route finding the space and um and a, and a good clinical finish. And I think, you know, as, as Sam was saying about how open the game was, we were there at the bar at halftime and chatting to loads of other Norwich fans. And you're just thinking, oh, I hope this isn't eight or something ridiculous. So it was good to see um, that we were able to respond a little bit at halftime. I think Liverpool were stronger in the first half than the second. And um, they were still obviously very impressive in the second half, but they were definitely yeah, they were they blew us away in that first half of that game. So, um, but it was good to see that we could adapt and um, try and change things. And obviously, you know, obviously we were stronger in the second half than we were in the first. So that's you know that's good to see. Yeah, and before we come again, like final thoughts, Sam. We see Mane come on. Uh, I think he got like ten, fifteen minutes. Uh, I think he pretty much came on, skinned someone and put a cross in the box. But how, how I know Origi had a good game, but how important is it to get the uh, full front three back together? No, that's absolutely huge. You know, we, we are so blessed to have those three guys up front. I don't think we'll really appreciate it until we start losing some of them. Because um, we, we are so bloody lucky to have that front three. And because we've got that front three, that's why... You know, we haven't gone into the market. You know, I'd prefer it if we did strengthen a bit and give us a chance to actually rest one of them on occasion. Um, we, we've decided against it for whatever reason. So it looks like we're going to play the guys into the ground again. Um, or going to have to just, you know, obviously we're going to have Divokarigi dipping in now and again. But the, the, the step up was absolutely clear as soon as Manny came on. Again, a guy who's had zero pre season and you just come in and look sharp as anything straight off the bat so that's that's really really promising really exciting and it's something that Premier League defences should really really be worried about because all three of those already looking that sharp and they haven't even played together from the start yet um, it's something that's just going to get better and better um, throw in Cater into the mix pushing forward throw in Oxley Chamberlain you know, it's looking really, really bright. And, you know, I get the frustration that we haven't kind of capitalised on winning the European Cup by signing players uh, and really kind of stretching our dominance above the, the teams below us last season. But to be fair, when we look through the squad, I looked at the bench in this game, guys, and I thought, bloody hell, we've got a really, really strong bench there and we haven't signed a player. So... You know, despite I know it's exciting to sign players, but until if we haven't got a worldie coming in, I'm not that interested anyway. So hopefully they're they're still working on it to get us that worldie, <coughs> Mbappe, <coughs> and um, you know eventually we'll we'll sign an absolute class player. Uh, but Klopp has proved it time and time again. He's willing to wait for the absolute top top players, Alisson, Van Dijk. Even Kate, uh, you know, we signed him a year in advance because he's the guy that he wanted. So you know, that gives me even more faith that Kate is going to perform this season and is going to get the chance, unlike last season. So, you know, I'm really relaxed about the whole signings thing. It's a bit disappointing because we are a bit 
relying on luck when it comes to injuries. But if you look at the other teams, you know, looking at Chelsea and Man U today, bloody hell, you know, our squad is far superior to them, far superior. So, you know, when we look at those other teams and teams like that, you know, big teams like Chelsea and Man U have won the league loads of times in our in our lifetimes, unfortunately. And to see us in this position, guys, we need to be thankful and we need to give them a bit of trust, I think, because uh, I think they've earned it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And you've kind of answered my next question as well. I was going to come up with final thoughts, but we'll just finish for you, Mark. What What do you think Norwich can take away from the... Uh... Uh, take away from the game and next fixture. I'm not sure who you actually have playing, but is is this something you can kind of with that second half performance come away um, optimistic? I suppose. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I I work in Liverpool. I work with a lot of Liverpool fans, some great lads, and um, we were talking in pre-season, and they weren't. So they were kind of like, oh, I don't know how Liverpool are going to go with, with that pre-season. And then they saw that charity shield. And they were like, you're going to get thumped. And I was thinking, I know. Uh, <laughs> so I think I think I knew that we'd concede a couple of goals. And I just hoped that we'd get, I'd hope that we'd score. Um, obviously, you hope you could do more than that. But I hope that we'd score. And I hoped it was one of our attacking players that would score, break that duck, build their confidence. So you're not expecting to come away to the European champions and you know, okay, you play for the win, but as fans, I don't think we were expecting to to get the win. So actually for one of our strikers to score um, and for us to play exciting football, have those shots on target, I think we can take a lot from the game, actually. It, it hurts when you're there. I mean, that's fair enough, but I think we can take a lot from the game. We're playing Newcastle next. Uh, it sounds like Newcastle had, I think they were unlucky to lose today. It sounds like they were kind of toe-to-toe yeah. with Arsenal. Um, so I don't know. I mean... <sighs> Yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be about beating the teams who are in that bottom half of the table, really, and um, trying to keep that confidence up. And I think I think the squad will be quietly confident after that game, and that's what it's about. And the fans will be right behind them all the way. So, yeah, it, over overall, you know, with a bit of with a bit of um, hindsight and stuff, you know, it's all settled down. And actually, yeah, I think we're we're pretty we're pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. And just from a neutral perspective, I, I thought you'd do quite good. That second half, I think, of as you said, the games against Newcastle and stuff, that's where you'll you'll get the points to stay up and maybe even excel more than that. But yeah, I I, I quite like what I saw of Norwich uh, the other day. But um, we'll finish up there, guys. So Sam, I'll start with you. Anything you want to plug? Well, much like Liverpool, I've had a, a bit of a break uh, over the summer, so I haven't done any pods or anything yet. So uh, hopefully, I'll be on a bit more now. The season has started, so nothing to plug. And you know, just wanted to give a quick mention about Mo Salah today. I think a lot of people seem to underrate him in the Premier League, and I'm sorry, no doubt about it. That guy is a world class performer, and he's you know, you just watch him go this season. I think him. Today now he's really shown again. He, he is one of the top top talents, and I don't get why other teams don't rate him. He's he's guaranteed again to to carry us this season. I think he's just he's just our best player, mate. Hundred uh, percent agree with that one. It's, it, now Hazard's gone. <laughs> Who else is going to who's going to be compared to him now? Uh, dear. But um, Mark, anything you want to let the listeners know about your Twitter or anything like that? Uh, no, not in particular. I think, um, yeah, they, I'm kind of a novice at this kind of thing, so not in, not in particular. But I think um, similar to what Sam was saying there, it's just I think it's just to 
you know, we're grateful that we're back in the Premier League and we feel it's where we belong and we just want to stay there and play exciting football. So it's just all, it's great to see Norwich back in that Premier League and yeah, just to plug Norwich City really. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll have some exciting games this season. And yeah, thank you for inviting me on the podcast. Anytime, anytime. Definitely for the return fixture as well. Um, But yeah, we will finish up there. So thank you for both joining me and thank you everyone for listening at home. Goodbye. Podcast Network.